I'm back on the papacy, on the papacy, after wandering off onto other subjects for a bit, including altruism, I remember, and then whatever the hell it was I was talking about in the last episode. But I'm back onto the papacy, uh, which, which is, you know, kind of the overall, th- no, the theme of yeah, this portion of this podcast, you know, I wander around a bit, but I'm on the papacy broadly. Um, I spoke about altruism for a while, as, a, as you know, almost as a philosophical sort of chat, uh, which brings you back to Christianity occasionally, but then you can bring everything back to Christianity. You can bring everything back to anything, really. Okay. Um, well, that gets me... I got chopped off there. Um, what I was about to say is that gets me thinking. Um, that gets me thinking, uh, you know, this business of you can see anything from any perspective, I suppose is what I'm saying. Ah, yes, that was what the last episode was about, wasn't it? You know, different different um, things are logic. you know, things can be differently logical depending on where you're coming from, what your truth is, what your truth is, you know. I got that from social media world the language of the social media world. Oh, you know, be a truth seeker, be a truth seeker, like a heat seeker, you know, ACDC. Um, and know your truth and blah, 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 you know, all those sorts of memes. Um, okay. Um, but it got me thinking, um, perspectives and all that sort of thing. Um, from a Christian perspective, there, I, I've, I've been hanging around Christians all my life. And mostly Catholics, you know. Catholics, you know. Um, yeah, but sometimes I've got to know a couple of Protestants. My God, I married one. Okay, and um, and I, I, I like the Church of England. It's my favourite. Okay, um, so I've heard from Catholics that, um, that, you know, there's a little saying the Catholics have uh, that um, yeah, God is central to everybody's existence, whether they like it or not. We Catholics can be annoying. We can be really annoying. Right, and, and the logic goes like this. Um, you're either with God, yeah, as a Catholic, or as some sort of fallen angel, yeah, a Protestant, a proddy, yeah, or, um, or a splitter. You could be a splitter, you know, orthodox. Uh, or you can be a Muslim, you know, which is pretty bad. Um, yeah. But anyway, you're either with God, in which case, you know, you measure your life with respect to God. Or you are somehow, you know, you're an atheist or something, or an agnostic or whatever, and... You are consciously and deliberately being not with God. You know, it's, a, it's actually a, a deliberate action to be not with God. But either way, you know, the very act of being not with God, deciding not to go with God, is an action with respect to God. You know, it almost makes God exist still because you had to consciously think about him to deny him, you know. You're being obstinate, you're being a pain in the neck, you're, um, 
you're um, are you with God or you're again God you know you're with him or again him you know I'm again him you know you try and say I'm again him and um, people say you know ah oh, gee you know this whole discussion you know God is very sad about that you know um, but either way by being an atheist and being against God you are your ex- God is still central to your existence because you're denying him somehow they get that to make God exist you know what I mean they're, they're, to make God central to your existence in your very denial of God you know in as much as you're doing that okay so uh, from the perspective of somebody for whom God exists God is central to your existence too atheist uh, because you are actively rejecting him and by actively rejecting him it, it, it kind of brings him into existence you know Okay, um, all right. So, from the perspective of a Christian, and that's logical, by the way, that's logical to a Christian, and what is also logical to a Christian is that's the end of the matter. There's nothing more to be discussed about that. You know, the, the, the logic is finished, okay? And if you're a Christian listening to this and a devout Christian, you're probably saying, well, what more is there to say? You know, <laughs> that, that does make sense. And even I can see, I can see that makes sense, right? So that makes sense. Aha! Uh-huh. But just because something makes sense doesn't mean it's the end of it. And that's where philosophy is fun, really. It's fun. Um, what I'm getting at there is, um, you know, once you find your truth, it can feel like the end of it. And 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 that's um, that's where you know, a lack of humility can kick in with humans um, but philosophy is sort of good fun and a little bit um, relaxing in a way because it allows you it gives you the freedom to think a little bit more about some thing like that that seems finished done and dusted you know it, it gives you the choice to think through it a little bit more and say oh hang on if that's true of God, that's true also of, for example, the rainbow snake in indigenous culture. You know, um, do you believe in the rainbow snake, son? Do you, you know, or do you reject it? You know, well, I reject it. A lot of rubbish. You know, rainbow snake. Come on. Aha! You're measuring your your existence is measured against that rainbow snake, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Um, you're either with the rainbow snake or you're against it. But either way, you've made a conscious decision to be with the rainbow snake or not be with the rainbow snake. Um, so that rainbow snake is central to your existence. Well, you've gone with the Jewish God. Well, you know what that is? Son, that's a denial of the rainbow snake. You know? Either way, your existence is measured against that rainbow snake. You know? And that's how it works. You know? Um you can apply the same logic to everything. I happen to believe that the universe was uh, created by a small white rock, you know, that I keep under my pillow, okay? Um, I pray to it every night. Do you believe in that small white rock, son? (laughs) You don't? Ah, You are denying my small white rock. Uh Aha, so God is suddenly on that level, 
no more significant than my small white rock or the rainbow snake or indeed atheism because you can make the same claims about atheism you know you, by choosing God you are actively and deliberately and almost obstinately rejecting atheism you know? um, and, and therefore your existence is measured against atheism so all I'm saying there is something that can seem to be self-evidently true and done and dusted might actually just be sort of true for your uh, version of truth and not done and not dusted you know, at all. And it can be it can be neither done nor dusted at all. Yeah. Uh, but but because you might be locked into your truth, um, and uh, you you know you might say, I I don't even know why you know your brain might go a bit fuzzy and you don't you know I'm speaking gobbledygook here. What the hell are you talking about? You know, there's only God and not God. You know, rainbow snakes is all part of not God. You know, um, you, know you might be so deep into your uh, sort of Christianity, actually, you might be such a good Christian that um, what I'm saying might not be computing. And if it's if if I am saying ridiculous things, then all power to you for thinking so. And I can't tell you you're wrong. All I can tell you is you're wrong, <laughs> from my perspective. <laughs> yes, humans, we're more fun and games than um, stressful. You know, a lot of people get uptight about these sorts of things. You know. And um, they argue and all that sort of stuff, you know. But I really think there's a lot of room for enjoying, you know, it. Uh, humans, you know, sort of transcend, you know, not getting, not getting all het up, you know, arguing the, the toss, arguing the toss about, you know, oh, you know, rainbow serpents are silly and... A Jewish God, you know, who is a man living in the clouds, with a toggle, because you know what is the, the? How can you be a man without a toggle? Oh, hang on, there is. Look, he could be transgender. You know, and so the argument could commence. You know, um, and you know people get all het up arguing along those lines and all the technicalities as if they matter. What's more? Fun, I think, is not which truth is true, per se, um, but just the fact that we are able to have multiple truths. And, you know, that might be the truth, that people can have multiple truths. And that might be more fun, you know, and that might be philosophy. And to that extent, I like philosophy. You know I like philosophy. Do you know I hate philosophy? It's so annoying. Um... It can be done annoying, and it can be done fun. Um, it can be done boring, I can tell you that much. All right, that'll do for now. That gets me started. Hey, but what I'm trying to do is uh, uh, sort of segue myself back in the direction of the papacy, because I like talking about the papacy. I don't know why, but I just do. You know, the papacy is very interesting. You might, you, you, by all means, believe the papacy to um, the, you know, the popes in history to be the antichrists of history um, you know, 
love him or hate him. Um, You might reject the popes as being the antichrist, or you might love the popes. But either way, your existence is measured against the popes. That was a joke, son. (laughs) Anyway, he says, hours later, because you can't tell, you can when you're listening to podcasts, you know, for all you can tell, uh, you know, there's a little piece of music in between two segments, and uh, am I speaking just seconds after the last segment, or have I been off doing all sorts of things for days, and now I'm coming back, you know? As it turns out, it's only been hours, but I'm back now, and, uh, and sometimes I only half remember what I said before the segment. which would affect the flow in this podcast. Um, uh, Make it a little bit disjointed. But the alternative is go and listen to a podcast where somebody actually writes an essay to themselves and then reads it back to you, and it's not live. You know, this is live, which is a little bit better. Uh, No, it's a little bit worse, (laughs) depending on what you like. Look, I've got no listeners and I don't want any. Go away. Right, um, but, um, oh look, I enjoyed talking like I just talked in the start of that episode, and the previous episode was about all that sort of stuff too. You know, this is all the stuff about if you've got a truth that's true for you, um, things can look differently, and that's not rocket science, everybody pretty much knows that, you know, but they sort of know it, but they don't sort of act like they know it, you know, that's most people. Um, yeah, people honestly sort of um, give the impression that they think what's true for them is a universal truth, you know. Um, and that example I just gave, and I do remember what the example was, um, is one of those, you know. And, 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 and I've got another one too. It's, um, it's that business of, you know, and I've mentioned it before, uh, but I'll do it in a more light-hearted way now. It, it's um, where, you know, you've got an atheist soldier who takes a bullet for his mate, you know, and you sort of say, why did he do that when he knows there's nothing um, beyond, you know? As far as he's concerned, there's nothing beyond. And, you know, Christians um, and other religious people too, I'm sure, who, and in fairness, who have as their truth which for them is a universal truth. Yeah, that's a really important point. Yeah, um, that um, Jesus is, wor- you know, Jesus, for example, if you're a Christian, is working through everybody, whether they believe in him or not. Now, if you've got that as a universal truth for you, except, you know, it's not just for you, it's for everybody, if it's for you. <laughs> that makes sense. I think you know what I'm talking about. Um, then, um, that atheist um, took a bullet for his mate because deep down, perhaps in his subconscious, he's a Christian. He's a Christian and he doesn't know it, you know. So that's another sort of form of this business of, you know, um, people who, you know, rather with some lack of humility... I uh, think that their own truth is everybody's truth, you know. And Christians are champions at that. 
there's a lot of people who are champions of that. And it doesn't have to be only in a religious sense. It works its way into all human re- interactions, you know. Um, and uh, people, um, you know, like, you know, I'm, uh, I'm into, um, uh, well, I'm into gender everything, you know what I mean? Um, I'm a very big progressive when it comes to that. And for me, it is a fact that if a, if a male identifies as a woman, it is a fact for me that he is a woman, right? But I won't say that for me business, you know. If Well, I will because um, cause I'm aware that other people have got truths that are alternative to mine. But there are a lot of people who, like me, are into gender, just gender, you know, shouldn't be, you know, who gives a hell, you know, who gives up, who gives up what you are, you know, people are like that. And um, there are people, you see, I will say that um, for me, if a female, you know, like biologically female and clearly female, you know, um, we know there's... 0.1% 0.1% of people who are could go could be either you know biologically, but bugger all people on the planet are in that category. I've heard from people who know biology, you know, not not people who want it to be the case that 30% of the population is in the blurry area. You know, um, I'm pretty sure biologists are able to sort of say that close to zero people are right in the middle, you know, like 0.1%, you know, something like that, 0.1, 0.1 of 0.1%, I don't know what the stat is, but it's tiny, um, you know, and, and right now, if your truth is um, a truth that is not a biological truth, you might say, that is rubbish, 30% of people are indeterminate, you know, um, and, you know, but are you speaking from the perspective of biology or what you want to be true, you know, that sort of thing, you know. Um, yeah, I know that people might say, we are all on a spectrum, and they might give the impression, you know, um, that we are all on a spectrum from male to female in some sort of even way, you know, um, um, when, actually, it's a massive clump of males on the left and a massive clump of females on the right, and it, it you know, dies down to a tiny fraction of people who are in between. So it's not actually what you'd call an even spectrum, even though, you know, the rainbow flag would um, give, gives the suggestion that we're all on a nice even spectrum. You know? um, Humanitarian-wise, we are, because even the tiny minority in between who are not, you know, in one of the major, major subgroups of male and female, um, the tiny little, uh, you know, even if there was only one person in the middle who was indeterminate, out of the seven billion people on Earth, even if there was one person, he's just as, or she, well, he, she, is just as uh, valid, uh, you know, as someone who belongs in one of the major subgroups, even though that person in the major subgroups is a member of a subgroup that is what? 3.5 billion people minus 
a half a person. <laughs> Do the maths on that. <laughs> um, okay, but look, I got away from what I was saying. Um, yeah, and I may hold it as a truth, you know. Uh, see, I would say it is true for me that I couldn't give a hoot what your gender, your gender identity is, you know. Um, but there are other people who are not like me who say um, it is universally true that if a female identifies as a man, right, not a male, but a man, it is a fact, boom, universally, um, you know, um, independent of everyone's opinion, it is a fact, you know, and you can't say that, you know, because all you need is one person for whom that's not true. And, you know, it kind of ends up like a, a democracy, almost. Um, yeah. Truth is a democracy, in a sense. If truth... Look, there's an independent truth besides humans. Uh, but that's a little... We haven't got access to that. You know, like if all humans went extinct, there probably is a truth that continues on um, for, you know, chimpanzees, for example, or, you know, rocks space or whatever but the point is we have no access technically technically you know pedantically we have no access to that so to a certain extent when we discuss truth amongst ourselves it's really a democracy and if 60% of people um, think that um, that there's no such thing as a let's say there's no such thing as a female uh, who can identify as a man, if 60% of people uh, um, hold that as true, then what they say is true for 60% of people. You know, it's the way it works. People might not like that, but it's... I don't know how you can escape that. You're stuck. You're stuck. You know, change their minds or just... What can you do? You know, what? go to the footy. There's nothing else you can do. You're stuck. Right. Um, so, look, all these um, things, yeah, are in, these are all interesting to me, these things. They may not be to you, but then again, I'm not here to be interesting to you. I'm here to be interesting to me. Now, next thing. But what are we up to here? We're, we're, we're really trying to get back to the papers here. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and, and uh, the birth of the papacy, you know, like, you know, the start of the papacy. Um, uh, actually, uh, I just heard on the news, I think just yesterday, I've been listening to the BBC a lot again lately. I went off media for a fair while. I went off social media completely about three years ago. But I also sort of dropped media as well. Um, I used, you know, for a long time, I was uh, BBC World Service devotee, devotee. Say devotee, yeah. I don't. I'm, I'm losing track of what we say in Australia. Um, yeah. My accent is being adjusted from, yeah, under my feet. <laughs> well, I'm not noticing. Even I don't know how to speak anymore. But um, yeah, I heard um, Pope Francis um, wrote a letter to Pope Zacharias. Uh, have I got that right? 
Were they talking about something that just happened in the last couple of days or something that happened five years ago or ten years ago? I can't remember. But that's interesting, isn't it? You know, one pope writing to another pope in the modern age. And I think one of them was a Catholic pope and one of them was a um, maybe one of the Orthodox popes, you know. Zacharias. That sounds like from um, over in Armenia way to me, only because I've got some... Um, I've got some connections to some people who um, who have a surname Zacharias, and uh, apparently the name comes from Armenia. And I have actually Googled that one in the past, and absolutely, yes, it does. You know, it doesn't mean they're related to you know um, what was once Bishop Zachariah, <laughs> or <laughs> at an even crazier stretch, uh, I think there was an Archbishop Zachariah a long time ago. Uh, hundreds and hundreds of years ago. You really don't know who you're related to. Uh, once you go back only 100 or 200 years, you don't know. You absolutely don't know, you know. And it's even a longer stretch. It's even a crazier stretch to imagine yourself, um, let's say, um, related to uh, someone 2,000 years ago, for example. That's just crazy talk, you know. Um, it's just ridiculous. In fact, you're nigh on um, related to everybody who lived at that time who remained in the gene pool. Um, oh, all right, so you were related, but then um, so was everybody else, you know. Anyone who remained in the gene pool 2,000 years ago, a little bit of their DNA is in just about everybody who is even vaguely associated with that culture. You know, so you can say, oh, I was related to Mary Magdalene. Yeah, no, well, what? you know, um, I am, um, I am a descendant, a direct descendant of, um, you know, pick someone, Alexander the Great. Did he have kids? I know a lot about Alexander the Great, and I don't know that. I think, huh? I don't know, but it's my ethos not to look it up. I'll, I'll find out one day. The universe will send the information to me somehow. All right. So, you know, you can say, you know, just because of an accident of a similar surname that you're related to someone 2,000 years ago. You know, like Zacharias or whatever. Um, now, um, whereas, you know, it's probably the case that one of your ancestors admired um, uh, Elizabeth Zacharias, a cousin of Mary, for some religious reason, and took the name on. Which one do you think's more likely, you know? Um, so, you know, you've got two choices. You are directly descended, and the name has carried through for 2,000 years, when names tend to not carry through for 2,000 years, <laughs> ever, um, in history. Um, or, you know, someone a mere 200 years ago... Um, was, you know, uh, took on the name, or even 300 years ago, or 500 years ago, um, was reading this story about this cousin from Mary, and was a very devoted Catholic, see, we're getting back to the papacy, um, and was a very devoted Christian, and was reading through the Bible, and um, wanted to associate, you know, and loved Mary, uh, not Mary, Elizabeth, you know, Zacharias, and, um, um and was given that name. You know, in fact, most names come about like that. You know. But we like to... You know what we enjoy doing? We enjoy establishing a, geneal a genealogical link when 
yeah, in actual sort of, in all likelihood, it's a, an adopted name, you know. And is it a coincidence that it's an adopted name? No. The name's in the Bible, and you read the Bible, so you take on the name. It, gets a bit, it really ends up that simple half the time. Truth, you know. Well, that's my truth. Uh, yeah, but your truth, your truth can be that you are directly descended. Okay. So how did that come up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because Pope, I was listening on the BBC that Pope Francis, I'm sure it was Francis and not Benedict or something. I'm sure it's only in the last week. See, I should Google now to see whether there is a Pope Zacharias. By that mean, I, I mean, you know, a patriarch, Zacharias. What's in a name? The word Pope means patriarch or papa, you know. There's no difference. We discussed this before. So he said, oh, he's not a Pope, he's a patriarch, you know. It's the same word, you know. Um, and apparently, yeah, so there might be a Zacharias at the moment. I wonder which Pope he is. Yeah, I, I kind of think there's, uh, I believe there's a Pope for each patriarchy, as it were. You know, the Pope of Rome is Francis. All right, I don't know him because I'm a Catholic. Um, and now I believe there's two Pope Theodores in Alexandria because there's a kind of a Pope associated with, with each of the major centres or sees or, you know, Constantinople, um, I've said it before, Antioch, Jerusalem, Rome, and um, Alexandria, you know, and there's kind of a Pope in each, and there's a few Popes elsewhere now too. I believe there's a Pope in, um, in um, Ethiopia, for example, and there's probably one in Armenia too, you know. Ethiopia and Armenia um, took on... Christianity as a state religion before any other place. That doesn't mean Christianity started in those places. It's a ridiculous thing to say, you know, ridiculous. But they just happen to be the ones that, you know, whose whose emperors adopted Christianity as a state religion and put it in place where, you know, places like Rome um, resisted for longer. Um, it's kind of a feather in their cap that they resisted longer, I suppose. You know, it depends which way you took it. Look, I should get back. I'm, I just mentioned Rome, so I should get back to the papacy. But I think I'll um, I'll get back to the papacy next episode because I uh, see on my phone here that I've spoken for this segment for 1752, 1753, 17 minutes and 55 seconds. Um, and that's probably enough for one podcast. You know. We're just here for a chat. We're not here to really come up with anything specific.